Hi, I'm Peter, and you're listening to Defining Boundaries. Welcome back to Season 2. I hope that you enjoyed the past year of conversations from amazing people from around the world within our geospatial community. This year, I look forward to many more conversations, and I hope that you join me on my journey, surveying the world one story at a time. Head over to my Patreon site if you'd like to support the show. You can make a donation towards the purchase and upgrading of equipment, website subscription, and file hosting. If you'd like to join me to have a chat, or you have someone in particular from the industry that you'd like to hear about, send me a message. You'll find the link in the show notes or in my bio on all social media and my website, petercox.com. So if you're ready, let's go. Grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy our chat. Defining Boundaries with Peter Cox. My guest today is Taylor Hanshu, known as the Map Lady. Tay comes from New Jersey, just outside of New York. She is not a surveyor, but loves all things spatial data and technology. Tay is the founder and director of Geospatial Technology Implementations. She holds a bachelor and master's degrees, and we'll find out a little bit more about that later. Uh, She was awarded, now if I get this right, summa cum laude, and won an award for her AGIC student presentation, which I'm presuming is the Arizona Geographic Information Council. <laughs> yes. Okay, awesome. She began her career informally making maps for art and solving and problem solving. Uh, her first client was Habitat for Humanity, which is pretty cool. Um, working with geospatial technology enablement for every sector, specialising in mobile LIDAR systems and GPS-denied environments. Growing up, Tay wanted to be an astronaut, piercing artist or an urban planner. Her hobbies lie around gems and minerals, collecting them, going to gem shows, digging for gems or rock hounding, exploring old places and telling 3D stories. So thank you, Tay, for joining me today. It's great to have uh, another lady on. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Peta. You're welcome. Okay, so it's Peter. (laughs) Many Americans get it wrong, not (laughs) Peta. Excuse me. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. It's all good. I, I always worry about getting other people's names wrong. It's um, it comes up quite oh, you often. You mine. Did I? Nice. Yes. That's a yeah. change. That is a change. It is. <laughs> um, okay. So you're from. We were just saying from the east coast of America. So New Jersey. Growing up in um in that area, and that's where you're. At, at the moment while we're talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do travel a lot. I do. I have <laughs> um, a sprinter van, so life on the road it is. And uh, I don't think I want it any other way right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. I could imagine. Um, so what was it like growing up on the east coast of America? It's almost like you didn't know what it was like until you left here because um, then you're like, oh, wow, lots of people, lots of place. Like, you know, going across town used to be like going across town. Whoa, we're going all the way over here. But my hometown, I mean, there's a lot of them really close to each other. It's mm-hmm. a mile by a mile and a half and there's 17,000 people in it. 
Um, yeah, wow. And it used to feel like I was going forever, like seven miles wide is the county. And that's like a whole day trip. But like, <laughs> I cover seven miles in like, <laughs> you know, five minutes. So like, <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, I mean, we, for, for us growing up, you know, I grew up in, in down south. And for us to even just go to the shops, it was like a half an hour, 40 minute drive just to get to the shops to get food. So um it's it's weird and we had hardly any people around so it was very very weird it definitely kind of tripped me out when I first moved out west Uh, it's like um, when I moved to Oregon first and like twice as many people live in all in in Manhattan than all of Oregon wow it's just amazing to hear how the different um what it's like in different places and the amount of people and and all that sort of stuff so and how you're used to living one certain way and then yeah going somewhere else um okay so when so when did you um so I actually I know I'll I'll go back to school because I know that (laughs) you didn't finish high school college over there is it high school yeah high school yep Mm. that's what it was um so I just, you know, I just went right to college when I was 16. So, I, you know, I sometimes like to, you know, play about it. And then also, like, you know, it allows me to flex about, you know, graduating with accolades, um, you know, with a master's degree. But mm. it also speaks to, um, you know, our ability to take a totally different path, you know, so be it. Um, no one ever checked my permanent record. Well, studied what I wanted to and... Uh, I probably would stay in school forever if it was an option, but I guess I got to go out here in the big world and uh, <laughs> get a job and all that stuff, <laughs> run a business. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's life, huh? <laughs> Being an <Yeah>. adult. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stay in school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stay in school, exactly. Try and tell that to them. <laughs> Where was the first uh, college that you went to? Yeah, so um, my undergraduate was at Ramapo College of New Jersey. Um, and during my undergraduate, um, the focus was environmental assessment and land use analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a capstone course and it was, of course, we're studying the impacts of natural gas pipeline mm-hmm. um, coming through the area. And so I kind of like don't did like a total recognizance on their access roads and how they're going to access the pipeline. Did a traffic count. I sat there with a baseball pitch counter on the side of the road, comparing it to the ADT um, at that location. Um and then I was like, well, I think we got to mitigate because it made a lot of traffic. It took three minutes longer for everyone to turn there. I think they were the town of traffic light. Um, but, you know, all those things was very um, multifaceted and very many um, uh, disciplines within it. Mm. I guess that kind of followed into the GIS and maps being my medium. Yeah. Um, so I find at 16 is a young, is really young to, to start doing that kind of stuff. Like you think of my um, 16 these days, uh, still just doing stupid stuff and <laughs> not even thinking about I feel like some of the stupid stuff that the kids are up to these days is like almost so similar to I'm not, I'm not even trying to like you know downplay what anyone does but like you know even video games and mm. all sorts of technology it all lends its hands to um True. you know real life actions mm. so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um <laughs> if, you're, if you're running a uh virtual farm or a virtual construction site um so what does it take to actually do that for real life you know multi-million dollar construction site or uh, yeah, okay 
you know, yeah, managing so a farm and, you know, with that kind of stuff, I guess. imaging. <laughs> yeah, true. So true. Yeah, I, I'm an optimist for the kids these days, even though, I mean. <laughs> I think you have to be, don't you, the poor things living in, I don't know. I think we had it pretty simple. Well, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I could wish. <laughs> I could wish. Yeah. Um, okay, so you did, you did your undergraduate and then um, where did you go from there? Uh, from there, you know, I definitely did kind of uh, take a, a not a full on break. You know, I was, um, you know, my personal life was definitely a little bit different. Um, you know, I'd moved out west. I was about to start uh, my master's in planning, but I had gotten divorced at 20. Um, not going to get hung up on all that. You know, and that kind of gives you like a pause from school. Um, mm. You know, had to meet myself, explore out west for a while. Um, you know, and after like you know, a few years of, you know, going to lots of concerts and maybe doing all those things that young people did since I skipped that when I was young. Um, <laughs> I know that you know, feeling. I, uh, I, end, I ended up in Denver. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'd done a, um, I'd done a certificate in GIS at university of Denver. Um, and then, you know, after, because that was after my bachelor's already. Um, and then I ended up in Arizona of all the wandering around. I got into gems and minerals, of course. And I mean, I've always liked geology, but like, yep. really took a much more appreciation for them. And so this had led me to Tucson, Arizona for the gem and mineral show. Okay. And if I you know, talk about the pace of things going fast, going slow, Arizona is so balanced. It's <laughs> the place to be. And really? I, just, I, I love being there. I, you know, that's where I set up shop and, uh, and went on for my master's. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's pretty, um, that's pretty cool that you've gone through and experienced so much and been able to go on with your education. And now, you know, you have a business and all that sort of stuff. So how, how did, so you started back with the undergraduate part where the sort of the maps and that sort of came in, how did it grow from there? Yeah, so definitely um, GIS was a part of, you know, the Capstone Project in undergrad. Um, and it was kind of always floating around there on the side, like, hey, it's a thing that, you know, is very useful. And I've always thought of things really spatially. Yeah. Um, and then from there, you know, as I was doing, you know, other odds and ends, you know, all sorts of things. I won't even like go off of that tangent now. But, I, I you know, all those things could have been on maps. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, I wanted to keep my education up. I, I really started, you know, appreciating GIS and like even kind of, you know, I was like, okay, I learned how to use this, like, you know, software, like, you know, who needs a map for what? Like, even like, I mean, I was selling used furniture that I found in the alley. I was doing all the odds <laughs> and ends. And then I was like, okay, I can make a map. And that like really like unlocked the power of, um, you know, being more professional yeah. as, as well. And I just like, hey, I found it found in the alley. It's like, okay, there's like a whole business about it, many different business models I could go about it. Um, but yeah, so then, you know, very much stayed in school about it while kind of, you know, doing a lot of stuff on the fly. Um, but then I was like, you know, I can... I can do this for a living, like you know. And if I fail doing my own renegade stuff, I could get a job with mm-hmm. this skill set, and it'd be a damn good one. So, <laughs> yeah, the, you're so true with that. That having those sort of skill sets, especially now with all of the data that we have going on, um, it's yeah. the technology is just crazy. I reckon at the moment, and having people who don't actually understand what they're doing with the data is a bit scary for me. <laughs> I am surprised that people work with data and don't attach it to location. I'm always surprised like that. I'm like, what kind of database? You had this information and you didn't map it? Like, 
Mm. I guess people do that, but and a lot of people. So <laughs> cool. Well, uh, yeah, and because I think they don't. Oh, maybe they don't. Yeah, they don't understand the power of what they've got and how they can actually implement it that way. I think. Yeah, things that are relevant are uh, related through location. And um, mm-hmm. even if the location is right next to it or far, far away, the first uh, rule of geography is going to dictate, you know, <laughs> what those uh, connected um, components are, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. So what, um, so you did your master's and then were you running your business at that time or you started, how did, how did you get into actually running your business? Running a business. Yeah. So I ran the business through my master's. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually, um, the master's I completed at, um, you know, in 2018. um, And I started um, the business at the very end, December 2017. So I was like, okay, already so gung ho on GIS. I had been doing it, um, you know, with the certificate program. I was actually hoping the certificate program rolled into the master's, but I mean, Mm. more classes, I don't mind. (laughs) But yeah so um it i started the business because i was like okay this is already thing i'm already like servicing all these inquiries i have to start making it totally formal anyway you know that was Mm -hmm. the goal the entire time but i was like okay i'm absolutely there um i knew that you know if i'm doing a master's program there's going to be some sort of capstone class that i have or course that i have to select and whether it's an internship or whether it's um, a volunteer thing or whether it's project that my company picks up, that could be my master's thesis. Ah, um, okay. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Light bulbs. <laughs> my own intern. So is that where um, your Habitat for Humanity, was that part of your master's? Did you yeah. do something for them, did you? Or It was, yeah. So um Habitat for Humanity was on it. Um, there was another um, a group in town, um, one of the districts. Um, so an interesting thing about Tucson is that um, there's a large amount of manufactured housing um, and it actually like kind of functions as a semi-informal housing sector and trying to quantify mm-hmm. it um, and, and the impact and the value of it and the, you know, the communities within it is a very interesting um, situation. Um, and uh, I because I come I sometimes I'm like oh, dang it I did my master's thesis on manufactured housing I wish it was like a cool thing about like you know uh, like you know laser intensity as a proxy for spectral signature <laughs> but no it's it's manufactured housing um, I can apply that in the in the campground but I I, I won't get into that one that's a, definitely one hell of a tangent um, but <laughs> yeah so it was. Um, Habitat for Humanity was doing this, you know, study of the neighborhood study as well. And um, so I built an app to go door to door and, you know, actually conduct a study, like, Mm -hmm. you know, a questionnaire with the residents, but then also do again, like, you know, send um, people out to the neighborhood to assess like, oh, there's curbs on the street. Or like there's, um, you know, this is in like repair. The houses are decorated, like some interesting um, uh, points. But um, that was a part of that. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was a very multifaceted group and many different entities kept saying hey can i have maps can i have maps like all the groups that were had any interest in this wanted some sort of map for this project or another one they were involved in and uh i actually worked out a contract with habitat so that was Mm -hmm. all like legit business use that money to start the company and put the first step in bank account and uh nice yeah that's that's pretty cool i guess eventually acquire a van as a first asset mobile office 
<laughs> I was going to say that with that money, did the van come? Because I know that, uh, yeah, you, you go to so many different places following you around yes. and, and stuff. Mm. I have not been posting this year, but no, I'm about to get on the road again. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so having that contract and doing that stuff for them, then that sort of gave you a stepping stone into broadening your client base or what you were doing with the company? Absolutely. I mean, for many things like that initial one can be the hardest one because it's like, well, mm-hmm. what have you done? Um, especially mm-hmm. also then once you go towards government stuff, like working for the government or selling to the government to do that, you have to already have worked for the government or sold to the government. <laughs> so, but how do you do that? How do you well, do that? Yes. You- government <laughs> or selling to the government. So you have to finesse something. Uh, and it, it, it could happen too. Um, and it does happen nowadays. That's pretty cool. But yeah, that first one is definitely like, um, it's like your proof of concept almost. Um, mm-hmm. And it's validating and having references, having great references mm-hmm. is always like a big, um, a big ticket to many other things. Um, and, and I definitely say my master's program opened the door. There's some people who just like, I don't know what to do with this. It's like, you can do anything, like, you know, pick something. We have endless connections. I'm still in touch with, you know, my program director in the program and i mean name something we know someone applying it spatially and just take off in that direction or any other direction but like we have a lot of options in our yeah, field. There, yeah there is there are so many different options and i guess um that's where you sort of got to work out where you want to go with it another tough decision yeah you have the world at your fingertips yeah. what do you want to do with it yeah exactly um, so and I mean, you might have caught on already. For me, refining is is the key. <laughs> I can be anywhere, so I need to be prompted or like refined because like it, it really is applicable to everything. And if the spatiality of those things is my uh, specialty, or actually uh, modeling it through mobile lidar, mm. then <laughs> it's got to be refined a bit. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. Working out uh, the the niche and refining it. And then making sure that what you've actually done is going to get you more clients, I guess, because you've got to earn a living, don't you? Certainly. Um, You know, I must say that I'm clamoring to finally reach out to my clients directly because really the majority of everything that I've done so far um, has been through reference from um, the manufacturers or, um, you know, other people that like, you know, I've met off of other um mm. like you know word of mouth and people just approaching me and mm-hmm. I have a lot of people that I've been meaning to like you know chase my leads and follow up with my leads like but so many things is like you know just like hey I know like people like will approach me like hey I know that you've combined these two things before I know that you know this can you like you know work on this and I'm like oh I absolutely dang it I thought I was gonna like you know send my first email blast to everyone it's almost about to happen and it's gonna happen now because I've this new deal in place so uh yeah yeah finally ready to start doing this all for myself instead of for other entities in, in mm. a way yeah and so that's how you basically got your clients to start off with was through the manufacturers and all that sort of stuff getting a foot in the through door, the manufacturers probably. through the dealers um you know I was the specialist I was like the hired gun um you know my first um my first uh foray with the mobile lidar was um a, a dealership was looking you know for a student grad students for the dealership like hey like you know sell this equipment for like you know a you know a commission and I always kind of didn't like sales um 
actually i'm like i don't know if it <laughs> but this stuff sells itself and also it's like it's a problem solving matter like okay it's like i mean i can't stand transactional business it's not how i do business and it's actually not how you bring your business ahead it's not how you continue a conversation and do things organically ever um i have a lot to say on that front but i won't <laughs> um, <laughs> go ahead you know <laughs> Right. I've seen too many people be transactional and it's like, oh, that doesn't even work. Like they, they took a deal from me and didn't even say it happened. I'm like, I don't work. I wasn't working for commission in that set scenario. If you told me that one happened, like, you know, I would have seen like the other guy from that agency at this other conference and had a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, that's what happens when people are transactional. You miss opportunities yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you, uh, but if you are like, you know, organically just really loving what you're doing and solving the problems i guess you know that kind of fit into such a specialized industry it's like oh hey the map lady knows how to do that or i think tay has solved that problem or combined those two hard words before um you got to get in touch with her so mm, yeah um but yeah, the dealers would have me help sell for them um and you know even before i started working for the manufacturer i was like i want my own dealership um we got hired during the pandemic which was a blessing um mm-hmm. definitely less you know it's such a security that you know it was really wonderful to have um great experience to have um but then you know going forward i was like I, you know i've done you know millions and millions in sales for other people if i represented that income for myself i would be living in a van yeah <laughs> 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 uh, but um that's, you know, that's why I, I really finessed this to get into a position and, and bolster my business enough and, you know, have a massive insurance policy and like, you know, all the other things like, you know, all of the different filings, the different states with the government and everything in line to be like, like people have asked me, they're like, how is that group 200 doing the same thing that you have a position for? And I'm like, I'm the one person doing something different or I've definitely built, you know, this all up mm-hmm. to a level that, hey, like I I can carry that, you know, yeah. so yeah, I'm just kind of flexing right now. I've come <laughs> a long way and I finally made it happen. So now I got to actually step out in my new shoes. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. You do. So, so with what you do and for your clients, what is it that you actually do do for them? Yeah. So I have, um, whether the clients like, you know, the dealer or like someone who's purchasing the equipment, um, for the first time um you know one of my favorite is like when i get like the power companies and stuff mm. and there's questions from the purchasing department there's questions about the people who are going to capture the data and how they're going to work it into the current like you know system that they have like whatever software they're using so um i've i was doing a lot of trainings and then i was like okay well, that's why i want to jump in on being the supplier and actually do the sale and you know the training because it's like okay so you want to start using mobile LiDAR, you want point cloud data, or what are you working with? Because, you know, many people don't see the point cloud, the point cloud's not the data point they want. Um, maybe some people want it, but the guy who cuts the check at the end of the day, he's looking for like a report that says something or like, you know, some sort of automated system. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. the clients um, in like utilities and stuff, you know, I could supply the equipment and other accessories that they may need because I understand the use case that they're using and how they're going to operate it. If they're, you know, doing this off a vehicle, if they're doing it on a backpack, if they're flying it on a drone, are they going to need, you know, a a landing pad? Are they going to need target spheres? Are they using checkerboards? Um, And then just how to use those pieces of equipment um, as well as process the data. Um, And then one of my favorites is actually how to capture that's going to be easiest on your data process 
like, you know, just doing certain things during data collection, that's going to save you so much time at, um, at processing. And so, you know, sometimes I have clients that already um, purchased equipment, um, you know, when I especially was doing much more on the consulting side, mm-hmm. and that's why I went for the dealership now, but they'd be like, Oh, I have this and I have that. Um, we haven't figured out how to use it yet. Like, so um, in terms of the business side, like, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll join you on this project or show you how to do this or do like a one or two day training for this amount. Or like you could retain me for this many hours and like, you know, mm-hmm. call when you need this, or this is actually like, um, a lot of people are trying to go for a grant and how are they going to do that? And just ask me questions for their proposal. Um, but it's hard to sometimes sell ideas. So that's why I really went for the tangible stuff right now because, um, you know, it, it, you can get kind of finessed when uh, you're a geek and someone wants to ask you a question and you're just like so into it. And you're like, oh, that was the product that's I'm supposed to earn a living. So. <laughs> Oops. What are the problems? <laughs> I give away the secret sauce. <laughs> but, no, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> um, Sometimes it's obscured. <laughs> yeah. Do you find that um, you're talking about, you know, with the clients and not, either not knowing how to use it or, um, not actually knowing what they want that is a big 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 one Mm. i'm really happy that you asked that um (laughs) i you know i used to have a guy or like you know kind of be like i want a reality capture i need a reality capture and i'm like yeah you do but like what is the data point you're trying to get to? Are you trying to like attach it? Are you trying to do georeference data? Are you trying to process this into something else? Um, and I discussed the sequence of um, of data um, data information knowledge, mm-hmm. um, but that could also be tied into different file formats and different you know even services that someone might yes. get because some people might want a service. Um, yeah. And I, I'm more about you know very much enablement. I don't I don't go fishing. I teach people how to fish and sell fishing rods. Yeah. Um, but even in terms of data standards, um, in terms of um, people really don't know what they want or what they're trying to get to, or there might be like, you know, internal miscommunication or like, you know, um, it, yeah, it's, it's very difficult to determine what they, they could want. It's kind of like four categories, what people might want. Maybe they want a GIS product. Maybe they want a whole living database. I don't want people to start wanting. I really want people to start wanting like, more digital twins living digital twins and geo databases and their digital twins to be connected to real world locations and and maximize on that but they haven't been asking for exactly that yet um you know a lot of people do want um reports and a lot of people do want just like even an updated image or like you know scan this proof or something um floor plans floor plans Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. Do you think because uh, they don't know it or yeah. they don't understand it? <laughs> do you think that's more what it's about, that they, they don't understand that they could use this data a little bit differently rather than just on a piece of paper or a plan? Um, I I think, um, you know, inside of the teams I see, like I, I sometimes see like a lot of internal conflict with like, you know, they'll be the champion um, boots on the ground. I've been saying boots on the ground with the 3D glasses. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, with the AR glasses or whatever, that's where it's going. Um, Mm. And I think that a lot of the people who are the champions on the team might not even be able to communicate clearly to what the other people are are utilizing up the line, depending on the organization's uh, 
you know configuration but i also feel that like some people like even in their data process they're like oh yeah i i do this i save this and i, I get rid of the rest of this i'm like I understand that you're going to have to store that data somewhere. That's another big question for people. And, um, oh, yes. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, you're throwing away a lot of money. If you go to all these places, save the data, have the permissions to utilize it. And like, you know, then you're just done with it. You just gave someone a floor plan and got rid of the rest of this stuff. I'm like, you could be training an AI on all the other like objects in the, in the scan or like, um, you know, this is data everywhere. Um and I'm definitely about, you know, transparency and how people utilize these things very much. So, um, mm. but, um, yeah, just, I think not knowing what people want or not even, um, having the right software to get to the de that deliverable that they want as well as another um, common issue or like skipping a step in the field and like, why can't I do this? I'm like, well, why didn't you go in and include that data from out there? Or like, you know, I didn't, you know, they skipped the step in the beginning. Um, so, uh, you know, giving, giving good documentation with your training so they can go back on it. Uh, it also um, reduces your support load <laughs> as, oh, yeah. a, as a vendor, as a manufacturer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had uh, considered once doing um, this project with someone else and I, I kind of want to continue and do it in a few other locations like a geocamp. I had four different pieces of equipment once and I was like, dang, I want to teach a class of 20, 25 people. Um, you know, I don't have five like lidar scanners i have yeah. a lidar scanner a gps i have like you know three computers in this i was like well if i rotate the people through it and they all learn all these things you know that's a really great way um you know for someone to have like a week-long class um mm -hmm. and do like a, a geocamp like this um but uh i found out at that time you know i started was starting to like you know do some research in that that a lot of the manufacturers not anyone that i'm personally working with or no but um, you know, when we started like asking a few other people, like, hey, would you be doing that? Not in, in my regular partnership. Um, but a lot of groups were like, hey, actually, we owe trainings. And then I kind of was like, oh, whoa, whoa, I'm taking on like filling their training demand. Hold on a second. That's a whole other need. But actually, a lot of companies were um, actually in need of filling their trainings um, as well. So I know that that's actually education a huge demand. There's also um, you know, here's another opportunity, go pursue it. There's like entities that are like, you know, contract to say, you know, work a project with this technology on the roads and stuff, or like have a drone project, like, like have a contract to fly drones for bridges or whatever. Mm. And the state requires them to have a third party training. Who's giving that third party training? Ah, okay. So, yeah. so there's possibilities out there. <laughs> Yeah, guys, like, I mean, I'll, I'll spill some of my ideas because I can't capitalize on all of them myself. <laughs> I can't do everything myself, even with a team, like even with like machines, like there's so much opportunity in this sector, in this industry, in this field, like we have room. We don't need to step on each other's toes. You don't need yeah. to be mean. There's a lot happening. There is so much happening. And I just want to go back to to that training sort of thing how how yeah. does it work over there like you to be you know that third party trainer like do you have to be um it like accredited to do that training or like how does it all do you know much about that so in those legislations i might not know how that's written for a survey and stuff for surveys like strict like if you're signing the paperwork yeah. Um, you know, I'll mention again, I'm not a licensed surveyor. I'd like to be, you know, at some point, something like, you know, just like a field of view in a theater or something. And I had a note, like, don't give this data, like, that's a liability for me to become like, you know, in the future. But also, like, you know, it's, it's a disclaimer, like, I'd share that data with like, you know, I'm mm -hmm. not an engineer. I mean, I'm saying mm -hmm. it's not to that quality, but yeah, 
I wasn't thinking about those things when I captured this data. So, uh, you know, people have to be mindful of that. So um, in terms of like licensing um, for UAV, um, I think, you know, if you, if you want to operate a UAV, you need, uh, you know, a, 107, uh, part 107, 107 for commercial. I know that. <laughs> yeah, for 107. Yeah, you got it. 107. <laughs> and then, I mean, many other variances and for other like equipment, like a whole bunch of different other things. Um, for teaching that class, I mean, I think you need to be versed in it. And then to offer the class, I know I, I actually like offer the test and everything. There's a whole bunch of other certifications for that. Yeah. But, like, you, know, um, you know, those things are a little bit less laid out. And like if, for, mm. you know, if it's surveyor engineer or, or drone pilot, that's, you know, is licensing for that, but all these other things, um, you know, personally for myself, actually for my, my, uh, cause I'm a master reseller for one of my softwares, um, point cap, um, you know, also looking for resellers, you know, who want to work with me as well. Um, I give two options to my resellers under that. They can, you know, if they give me a person who's a technical liaison who knows all about it, uh, a little bit more percentage than the person who's like, I'm just doing the deal and like you can mm-hmm. support the client. I'm like, if I'm supporting the client and you're not like, you know, out taking support calls or giving trainings, that's always going to make more weight on me. So that's not as much as like, you know, when I have someone who's my technical liaison. Yeah. You know, any, any sort of uh, class or course should get like, you know, a certificate of achievement. And it sounds cheesy, just like my permanent record joke before. But, you know, those things, you know, if you're sitting for your GISP, GIS professional, like all those classes and all those things like are definitely professional hours, no matter like, you know, not no matter who taught it, but like, you know, they can put accolades on a paper and, you know, not violate any regulations that require permitting, then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, it's just, it's, it's curious because you're like, you hear, you know, with me being on the education side of, you know, surveying and all that sort of stuff and you hear stuff overseas about, um, you know, there's not enough, there's not enough colleges or there's not enough courses in whether it's the surveying or whether it's in, you know, your spatial bits and pieces. Like a spatial is a little bit different, I think, because there's, I've noticed a lot more online classes and stuff like that it, that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um without having to go to a campus or doing stuff online. But there's still this massive, massive issue of unqualified people because there's nowhere for them to get training or get any certificates or anything like that. So, yeah, I know it differs state to state, so... It definitely is. And, like, for different type, you know, applications and uses, um, definitely whatever they might be doing should definitely be certified i mean for me like i definitely kick myself all the time that i'm not a surveyor mm-hmm. um i just you know i just need to pass the test and i've done doing an apprenticeship and i could become a surveyor because if i look back at all the courses i've taken it, it does satisfy all the needs okay but like why wasn't i thinking that when i went to school i didn't even know about that <sighs> who knew who, who even I knows about surveying? <laughs> but like (laughs) but for real I'm like dang like I'd love to be a surveyor I'd love to be an engineer how many things pass my desk that need to be a qualified like surveyor Mm -hmm. engineer that I'm like I can't sign that I can't authorize that I can't do this I can't do that gig like dang um you know but for me uh more so operation and and workflow and procedures and making use of point cloud data um and and I guess you know, file type and all these things um, is a very separate matter than like structural engineering. And then also, Mm. um, you know, there's many parts of survey. Like I'm generally not ever reading like, you know, 
uh, call outs and measurements for like what, you know, a property bounds are. Yeah. You know, but mm. I could definitely research what it says in the thing and say that's not, you know, legal at all, but <laughs> it doesn't mean I can't find it, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I wish I had that opportunity before. I still do, but I have other things. But even do. now, would you like, well, where would you get licensed? Because you, you'd you have, like, if you're doing stuff across America, you can't be licensed in all of them. You've got to go and sit all the different tests or meet all of the different criterias. There's some that are a little bit further. And then if I were to get, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know the entire thing. I'm, I should be like recommended for even speaking on it, like not even like knowing it all. <laughs> um, I know there's definitely the, like, you know, one that is higher, that is nationwide. There is one that oh, uh, yes. everyone can see mm. stuff like that. Um, I've understood that it's easier for me to go about it in Arizona than it is in New Jersey. Um, I think for either, I do just have to pass, um, I take the, um, the survey and training, not SIT, but, um, you know, the first one, then I'd apprentice and then take the next test would be my, um, procedures at this point because I've, I've taken many courses. Mm, yeah. Funny over there, how you don't have to have a surveying degree to become a surveyor. You only have to have little components of stuff. I find that quite funny. Um, yeah, um, I think uh, most uh, people who do it um, do a survey course. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at it, and then there's like some sort of group in Florida that also will sign off on something else. So like, oh, yeah, those classes were approved. No, I don't know exactly how that works. <laughs> it's a bit scary. But, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think it's good. I mean, I think and it's also such a, I mean, it is a very, um, it's community where everyone likes us, like know each other and like, you know, some of the school programs and stuff, like everyone is kind of aware what's on the curriculums, um, you know. Mm. Definitely would love to be licensed. Uh, I know that I'm, I feel like I'm doing well um, without it, but there's it, a lot more opportunities at had. But at the same time, you know, I think I'd rather be a licensed engineer for kind of a lot of um, the visions that I have out there a little bit yeah, more. Okay. Um, I'm, not, I'm not trying to go out in the field as much. I mean, I love field work, but I'm not trying to go out in the field as much as, um, you know, looking forward, build more whole systems, sell the fishing rods. I uh, fishing class but i'm not going out in the ocean yeah uh, yeah so tell me about you've just started a new little well you've got a new little thing happening which we can talk about now because it'll all be done and dusted and kosher and everything by the time this podcast comes out yeah it will be you're right um so yeah it, it took a moment um for me um to finally uh you know, sit down and make a full agreement with uh, one of the manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we have now partnered with Exxon Technologies, um, which is based in Philadelphia. So a US, a US based um, mobile LIDAR scanner company. Um, they also do, uh, you know, they have up to autonomy level four um, uh, aerial systems and the uh, flying LIDAR. I stay on the ground. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they do have a um, uh, US LIDAR systems with like, you know, a high level of autonomy and like, for me, like I felt like I have my finger to the pulse pretty good on like the whole market. I know a whole bunch of companies and I'm like, wait, where did these guys come from? They're right here, like down the block. Oh, sweet. Um, nice. And I, you know, went and met them, met the team, got to play with some equipment. I was like, whoa, okay, mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's tried and true. And then, um, you know, just 
having access to the team that's in the States, that's, um, it's something that a lot of the clients have requested, um, you know, even people that, you know, had even lost in deals in the past. Um, Cause there's like, yeah, I mean, whether they are required to get us based equipment or they're like, oh, okay, yeah. if I want support, what's the support hours? Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. these guys are, you know, mm. yeah, you don't have to stay up in the middle of the night to catch them. Um, <laughs> they, they're here in the Eastern time zone. So, um, I've been very pleased um, so far and, you know, definitely very optimistic looking forward. Um, they have like a really strong uh, development team that mm-hmm. um, is, you know, not overloaded at this point. I've met yeah. dev teams that are like, how are we going to do that? These guys are like, yeah, yeah, they're making strides. Yeah. So is it a relatively new company or they've been around for a little while? In technologies. See, I focused very much on mining for a good while. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're stepping out of that, um, you know, that zone and uh, going beyond that. So um, I should know how long they've been around. Uh, definitely <laughs> at least two years. Um, yeah. So they're still relatively new, though. They're new to my market. They're new yeah. to the, like, you know, everyone I know because I was caught by surprise by them. I was like, hey, why haven't I heard of you? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everyone else, like I'm familiar with their equipment. I know them, whether I've like worked with them or not. Like, you know, there's a, there's like about five or six, like, you know, scanner companies out there right now. And I'll kind of say it like this, because I'll, I'll challenge them. Um, you know, a lot of them are very much at the same point right now. Mm-hmm. Like the technology okay. is tried and true like they're all pretty good at what they're doing um and the difference right now really seems to be like their software solutions mm-hmm. and the team that backs them yeah i'll right. say that outright you know yeah yeah <laughs> um so if that's gonna stand out you know to me um you know i'm hoping it's gonna you know satisfy uh, my my clients as well there's a lot of people that have been asking me for a while and i did put the brakes on some other things that um you know weren't even making themselves available and i'm like are they doing are they playing games with me because they have like a supply chain shortage like what's that about like you know if i have clients and people asking me for equipment like did I do something wrong? Why can't you like fill this order for me? Like it's money on the table and it wasn't happening. I was like, that is weird. Mm. You know, you keep living in your van lady. Um, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, was definitely not, um, I, I, I had to before people like, okay, yeah, you just go off and, um, you know, purchase some equipment from us. I was buying it outright. I wasn't just asking for free stuff. I was like, Hey, like money Mm. on the wood. What's up? Like, is my money not green? Um, and so, yeah, it's, um, I'm really happy to, to have this happen. I feel like it's been my focus for so long. I've been like, okay, get my own equipment. Like stop letting other people like put me in a bad situation where they'd say something like, oh, like, you know, you're going out here for like a demo or, and it turns out to be a training. I'm like, I, I bill for a training. Why did you bring me here on false pretenses? Or like, um, you know, they making the sale and hiding it from me when we are on a commission-based like mm. why is the business have to be like that why do i, I don't think it's because i'm a woman i don't think it's because i'm young i think it's it's because people all have their panties in a bunch and they're scared and it's easier to do me dirty than learn something new <laughs> <laughs> but I like to learn new <laughs> i either way you know that's in the past and now you know i i have equipment and i'm very very um 
excited to step out on tour again. Oh, and I guess it's worth saying that I have um, also um, uh, got uh, some bad elf uh, GPS at hand as well. Oh, um, nice. I acquired that unit to go with it as well because I've been wanting one for um, quite some time. I've been wanting the flex and I'm like, all right, like everything's going to come into shape. Like you don't get it with the scanner. And then uh, so, you know, I have. I have a GPS, I have a scanner, I have all sorts of accessories, mm -hmm. um, specialty tripods, specialty targets. Um, you know, I have um, different softwares and um, it's like, okay, cool. Like I have like loaded shelves and, um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm ready to step out and solve, you know, for wherever people are. So is there going to be more traveling in the van again? Yeah, yeah. We're going back on the road again. I don't care if diesel is $7 a gallon. Like. <laughs> You know what it costs to fly with this equipment? Oh my gosh, it's still cheaper for me to drive across the country mm -hmm. than to like fly with machines mm -hmm. and check bags. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, and then I get to stay on the road and see see the country and see everyone. Um, I think I'm going to run to Chicago really fast before I totally leave the East Coast. I'm going to mm -hmm. hit the Midwest really quick. And this is probably going to start in about like a week or so. Okay. Um, and you know i'll probably be on the road by the time this airs i could also spill yes. this feed i'm gonna go to florida i'm gonna scan a hurricane i'm gonna go i'm gonna capture wow. an environment where a hurricane's about to happen i'm gonna go run out in the storm maybe if there's a flood i don't know how high does the water go like you know <laughs> why not you know yeah. see actually you know how does this look how does this model like what is the benefit to this if any am i just being silly i am being silly but it drums up conversation and i get to see people i've been wanting to see in different parts of the country mm -hmm. um i have a lot of people in texas that have been wanting to say hi so shout out to my friends in texas so i'm coming your way i got my boots uh, <laughs> <laughs> got my cowgirl boots oh i'd oh. love to get a pair of cowgirl boots boots i'm coming over i'm coming over in november to go to trimble dimensions so oh sweet i might may even get a pair of cowgirl boots then <laughs> Maybe. All right. I mean, Trimble, Trimble probably has, Trimble has some boots. I know they do. Um, yeah, definitely uh, some really wonderful people um, at their dealerships that have uh, very much mentored me and, and taught me a lot here and there. That was part of like, you know, the last gig was that I went to all the dealerships and said, hey, here's a new toy and here's how this particular piece of equipment operates. I know you guys are surveyors. It's not get it surveyed anymore. It's uh, like, you know, which is the gap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, There's a time and place for all of the different equipment for sure, I reckon. There is. There yeah. is. Yeah. There's room. There's room for everybody if you do it right. So Certainly, yeah. certainly. But, uh, yeah, if you're here in the States, I mean, uh, get in the van. We're <laughs> going on tour. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to see where you are. I'm not coming over for very long, unfortunately. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, well, well, if we're in the same place, um, we'll, we'll come say hi. Yes, um, I'll let you know. It's a big country and there's a lot. Of it, it is. It's massive. This is the, the thing. You sort of talk to, to, you know, I talk to some of the friends that I've got and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going here. And I'm going, oh, yeah, okay. And then I look at it on the map and go, crap, that's a long way away. <laughs> yeah, no, I could go like, you know, I, I could definitely go well over a thousand miles in a day if I'm determined. Mm -hmm. um, how long will I be on the road? Uh, I mean, I've been almost on the road consistently since almost since 2017. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely I try to always line up different tours and I have some seasonal routines also that like I okay. go somewhere and they're like, I'm here for a month or two and here for a month or two and like, you know, definitely have 
there's spots that I go every winter, every winter. I'm always in Arizona for a gem and mm-hmm. mineral show and catch up with all my mining friends. And um, then, you know, uh, springtime comes and uh, usually head east for that. And then summertime, I'm just everywhere. <laughs> um, what I've heard, just not, not in Arizona in the summertime. <laughs> I've heard it's really hot. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes I am, but I only meet at night because like, you know, only we're only out at night. Otherwise, it's a siesta. It's too hot. We're taking it out. And then, uh, you know, handle things in the evening when it's like 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's still too hot for me. God, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'll probably be on the road until conference season. I think that's another season is like, you know, September, October. <laughs> that's conference uh, season. So, okay, gotcha. Uh, to me, it, sound, it's, it seems like there's been heaps of conferences over there already. <laughs> yeah, there has I mean, not been many. And that's like, you know, a lot of people, well, they were having conferences and see that they're having a certain point, um, you know, and then at that point, I'm like, well, I, I needed to plan ahead. Um, and then also people aren't announcing it as far ahead because they're trying to do a more small intimate thing and then have the rest of it be online and publish that they did it and stuff. Um, yeah. So really, really ready to go to many more conferences. But AJIC, the Arizona Geospatial Information Council, uh, got that one right. Um, their annual symposium, uh, which I've spoken at or sponsored um, since I was a student. So going on uh, uh, five years now. Um, yeah, that one's definitely at the end of August. So that's the first one in conference season. Ah, okay. Yeah, when I saw yeah. that, I kind of looked it up and went, oh, have I got the right, have I got the right thing? <laughs> yeah. And I thought, well, I knew that you had, I knew that you had done university at Arizona. So I'm going, yep, I must have the right, the, I must have the right thing. There. Yep, the A, A is for Arizona. <laughs> and yeah, it's just such a it's, a, it's a great spot and lots of technology coming out of Arizona. Okay. And they're running the self-driving trucks on the highway. I mean, it's, it's so cool. And so they do, um, is it is it ARC that do the competition and then it's just supported through the geographic council or because that's what I sort of looked up to start off with was the actual it came up with the online student competition for ArcGIS I'm presuming oh um, like on Arizona um, AJIC like Arizona Geospatial mm. Information yes. Council right they have an ARC competition mm. I mean as we definitely sponsors on you know is a sponsor at the conference through that um, mission, um, but definitely I, I do um, you know, it, it's funny to be a lot more people from a GIS background. Mm-hmm. Um, and those who are not surveyors are like just BIM, BIM building modeling, like all sorts of like, you know, Revit Autodesk. And they have people that are strictly GIS people, and mm. a little bit of the odd one. Um, but yeah, this, this is um, definitely a sponsor from, uh, from ARC. That was the question. Yeah. Right? As we, yeah, yeah. As no, we I was cool. just, yeah, curious. But um, it's, it's good to see how much um, sort of put into these sorts of things because I, I know that there's sort of stuff over here as well. Um, encouraging school students and and stuff to do to get to get involved I guess is the thing getting them involved yeah because we need to get them involved at that at that age so that they come into our industry <laughs> I don't think they understand like I mean maybe I do always give them like the benefit of the doubt but like students whether college or high school or under they get free software if you're mm. a student 
go download your free like copy of Esri. And if anyone makes fun of you for like not using some badass open source unknown thing that people have never heard of, like, you know, you're using something that's like really accepted by everyone. And it's like an important job skill that people are just like really looking for people who know this software. I mean, there's plenty of other software out there. There's plenty of other mm-hmm. software that I work with, but like, you know, don't let anyone make fun of you for being an Esri user. It happens sometimes, but um, <laughs> Does it? I wouldn't know. Yeah. Like the students, <laughs> It happens. Um, and they're like, oh, well, I'm so cool. I use Q. I'm like, okay, so do I. There's a few tools that are better than that. And there's like a lot of tools that like, you know, don't aren't perfect in Esri. Guess what? That's an opportunity for me to build something that works really well with Esri um, and provide something that works really well with Esri, which I do. But um, yeah, the students, you get that for free. Go get it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's actually a lot of stuff the students can get for free, isn't there? Yeah. Tell me about your gems. The gems, gems and minerals. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm like looking around if I have any up there. Um, but yeah, so actually my first um, application that I thought of when I heard of the scanners, I was like, oh, like I'm, an, I'm a hobby geologist. I'm an amateur geologist. I'm not a pressure geologist. So like um, if you're a strict geologist, don't make fun of me. Um, but like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I first thought of like, wow if i could scan like you know a tailings pile because i was out like you know rock hounding for fluorite roms and cubes and they were like purple and green fluorite in new mexico and um i was like wow if i could like scan the area and have like images and and scans and spatial and spectral patterns of where the gems are can i just have like a little map that guides me to all the rocks that are on the ground enough resolution to like go do that but i was like oh yeah like yeah it's totally the first thing i thought of when i got access to this equipment i was like i want to do that but then also combining like um you know different spectral sensors to identify different minerals and like appraise like you know and estimate the size of a vein in situ and stuff that's what i got most recently i mean i got a few topaz I got a hudson i got a, a lincoln tunnel sunstone some people debate whether this is you know the original locality of it but there's plenty of minerals west of the lincoln tunnel which is the tunnel from new york to new jersey um on the west side of the lincoln tunnel weehawken new jersey is a lot a lot of you know, crystallization and minerals that are written in the data crystallography model book from like the 1880s as like okay. classic examples because that's what's closest to New York. There's crystals as we know it. So in the tunnel, when they dug the tunnel, they hit a pocket of sunstone, like, you know, sparkly orange, like, you know, really exciting crystal. Um, and some people polished it into cabochons for whatever reason. Um, but I have that one and that's a cool New York gem I've been flexing on. Nice. Um, yeah. So... Yeah. I mean, that's just like a more recent like acquisition. Um, I definitely go dig a bunch and um, I, I, I want to go hit Herkimer upstate New York for Herkimer diamonds. But yeah, sometimes I do paid digs. Sometimes I just look up the site on like, you know, a database on the USGS and I learned there's a deposit somewhere. It's in, you know, public land and oh, an okay. appropriate spot to dig. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go play around there. Go play in the dirt. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) All right, moving forward. um, How do you see what you're doing and the technology and stuff changing over the next kind of five to ten years? Because it's really come a long way in the last sort of ten-ish years. Really. Um, So I think one of my 
uh, biggest predictions because I think there is a jam up on like some decisions of how people want to go forward with some things, but I won't get stuck up on the jam up. What I see happening a lot is that like um, imaging and machine vision and robots that walk around and automated scanning solutions um, that, you know, just feedback data to different, um, you know, stakeholders. I really foresee this changing some parts of our built environment and like mm-hmm. components of like retail space like even like different shelves um, that are better for imaging items on the shelves. Um, I mean, this is just like one like idea, but one thing <laughs> that I feel is like very firm and very certain because a lot of other things like, are people going to predominantly start holding their data? Are they going to start like really hiring a service that holds their data? And, like, some of those things are like what people are hung up waiting on. Collect it sooner than later. Otherwise, you'll never have a change detection. One thing is that, um, yeah, machine vision and the way that, um, that like we use, the, how often we use like scanners and sensors and things to look at the world around us in real time is going to change the way some things are built, I believe, um, or even mm-hmm. just organized or displayed. Mm maybe maybe it's more qr codes maybe it's not maybe it's like you know even just the shape of some things um i went i went to a convenience store i went to a bodega with a robot on my back i went to put the scanner on my back yes yeah i know you were talking about doing that (laughs) yeah so i walked up and down the aisles and like I uh I bought a cigar and a Slurpee and like a bag of chips and <laughs> you know I looked at the data later and it couldn't see any of the stuff on the bottom shelves even though I'm like only five feet tall like um it's just uh-huh. the, the angle wasn't as good to see the things that were on the shelves so I'm like mm-hmm. I think that's gonna change like you know people are gonna recognize that demand and it's just gonna happen subtly people might not realize why <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so you know, you walked around with it on your back. You've got Spot who walks around with it on his back who's lower. But, yeah, can, right. but can he pick up the higher stuff or is he just going to, you know? That's a good question. It's going to mm. be depending on how skinny the, the aisles are also um, mm. you know, and then what, what other devices are going to fit on. It's going to be Spot or is it going to be attached to the robot vacuum that goes down the aisles right now? Is that the right height oh. or is the vacuum picking up dust mm. that's going to make imaging harder? Or like, I don't know. There's so you know, many questions. Options, but, um, you know, I think, I think that's another reason why, okay, maybe it'll be a different height or maybe, maybe we'll scan, sell two scanners, one for up high and one for unnecessary but like Mm. (laughs) um yeah definitely i think uh unless they have you know another sensor that is really good with a different field of view like for like tall shelves there you go it's another thing that could happen in the future Mm. oh cool like a shelf sensor yeah it could be like a tall thing Mm, that's like around the whole thing i wonder if there's anything like that you know why not is it necessary that's another question is it possible is it necessary (laughs) yeah yeah <laughs> all right no, spot's um, definitely cool yeah i and saw that, spot that, for the first time the other uh last week yeah yeah mm-hmm. about spot there's a lot that we can be doing with that that i i don't know if i'll geek out on right now but uh we can mm-hmm. have, have like machine or uiv fly consistent pattern if you're walking a consistent pattern and it can it can account for many other variables in imaging things um, so I think for automation, not just of the fact that it's automating walking around and moving around, but automating and even understanding the data better when we account for the proximity to something or the proximity to an object or that's been accounted for automatically even more or can be obtained more consistently. 
is the mm. value added for that. So you know, all these things are in my head. <laughs> all these ideas. I, I think of daily, you know, like I wake up in the, in the morning, I'm like, ah, oh, think about this. I'm like, who do I even tell this to? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Write it I just all down. Focus on emails. <laughs> record, record, record it all. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> Oh, I need someone to do that. You know, like I, I would very much love uh, like any, anyone to document what I do. I haven't posted enough. I can't post enough. I can't run a business and post all the time. You do that. And I'm impressed. Oh my gosh. I can't, uh, I can't keep up on social media the way you do. Yeah. Um, it's, I spend way too much time on it. No, it's, it's definitely, um, it's the way to do it. I'd say. It is a job. It is a job though, for sure. It's hard. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, but I, maybe it could help uh, get my presence out there a little bit further. Have a few more stops on the road, mm. you know. It definitely help you stops, but, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would but definitely like said, someone to document it though. So yeah, or, you, or you help need... me with the social media. Take the, <laughs> can't do all selfies. <laughs> no, you need a um. What are they? A, an intern? <laughs> I do. I do need an intern. Uh, I need, I need a rough and rugged one who's, like, ready to travel like a wild person. Oh, I reckon you'd find one for sure. I probably can. I probably can. <laughs> All right. So yeah. who who would have um, – who do you think would have had the biggest impact on your career to date? Is there anyone in particular or you've just who been – Who has yeah. or um, – ah. It's definitely um, kind of a, a hard choice. I mean, and there's definitely a few people I've shouted out um, recently and a few other things. So I'm not just going to keep like shouting out the same, <laughs> same folks. But I will say that like, you know, for every entity that's like, you know, giving me a hard time or, or played games with me for, for every one of those, there's one and a half or two people that enabled me and lift mm-hmm. me up and like open a door for me mm-hmm. um, and, and believe in me. They're like, well, it costs me nothing to, um, to make a bet that you'll be successful. And so they're like, well, why not? Like, and, and yeah. they second what I do. Um, so, you know, they've definitely have been enabling um, when you're, when you're doing some like, uh, you know, cutting edge stuff or that also doesn't necessarily fit into, you know, the previous existing buckets. It's sometimes hard to find um, you know, mentorship or someone who's done something similar. Um, yeah. But, well, that's what I was kind uh, of wondering because you are really a bit left of center in, in, in what you're doing. And there's, you know, there's a few other people that, that have kind of gone off in that kind of niche, but you've kind of just gone straight into it not going from yeah. house of Aang background into that little niche kind of thing. So. I was- and I, I kind of want to almost back up towards it. Like I would very much like to, um, you know, make contact with more surveyors um, and they could get things through my thick skull about what I need to be doing better or what I, you mm. know, what I can be doing. And I do need an apprenticeship to even become a surveyor. Um, so that would be, uh, you know, I need an intern and I need an apprenticeship. So, <laughs> you know, we're not always, you know, we're always, uh, you know, high and low places are like, you know, the mm. journey never ends. Um, no, no, it doesn't. It'll, it'll always so. be going in one way or another. That's for sure. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So what motivates you? Uh, what motivates me? Um that's um 
it's, it can be big things. It can be small things because sometimes it's just like, oh, I'm right in my idea ahead. I'm so stuck on figuring out if this is going to work. I'm going to mm -hmm. try this. So I have to see that data. I can't wait till tomorrow. I'm going to wake up in the morning because <laughs> I want to see this data in the morning. It's so hard. Um, <laughs> I, I like to work late. So it's like, I don't know. I, I just try not to book anyone before 10 because I know better for myself. Um, it's part of doing it. Um, and I will if I need to. But um, what motivates me? Uh, I mean, I, I think just uh, exploration. It really, it really does. Uh -huh. um, you know, sometimes there's like motivation and intention. So I always feel like motivation's like behind me. So what's like the, it's like what's keeping me going, what's pushing me and intention is like where I'm trying to go. And I do have like a lot of goals and visions and I want to get to those things and like, you know, and they're taking shape, but the motivation, you know, to get to them is just, I mean, I feel like I am very much driven by, um, just hey like i want to see this happen or i want to make mm. you know manifest that or like mm -hmm. i just really love the stuff that i study and the stuff that i involve myself with and i'm very yeah. lucky to be able to do that for a living um you know a lot of people say i just want to quit my life and do what you do and i'm like no you don't it's uh <laughs> it's one hell of a bet it's one hell of a gamble like I, I like there's no like you know guarantee ever i mean if i fail i could get a job I, I can tell you that. That is but, true. Um, that is that is very um, true. <laughs> I, I, that would that would kind of be difficult to like you know sit at a desk doing the same thing every day. Um, so I guess the fact that I don't do that is very motivating. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. yeah, just doing what I love and exploring things, and I, I did have to build a business around you know uh, I have to build an administrative system to do it, but it's been done. So yeah. <laughs> mm. So have you had any business training? Um, I mean, I never went to business school. I've definitely had, um, you know, people that I've looked up to in business, um, like, you know, and I've, I've just like seen people do it. I asked people like, Hey, how is that arranged? Or like, I really mm -hmm. like look into like how like a contract was made or how a deal was done. Yeah. Um, you know, in school, no, we did not get much business training. I understand surveying. Uh, they do kind of give you some surveyor business training. Um, in, in this formal surveying education, I think they do kind of provide that. Um, am I right about that, or is well, that? Oh, I'm me just, doing, uh, I'm just wondering if that's what happens in America because there's really not. It really doesn't happen in Australia. You don't get the yeah. business. You you got to do other stuff. Like where I'm working, who I work with, consulting surveyors, they actually do a business academy to train surveyors how to run a business because they don't learn it at university. So I wonder if it does huh. happen in America. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. I think um, I saw some test prep questions that did ask some questions about okay. um, business. Um, it's possible or maybe I don't know what's happening. Mm. Yeah. I think I just kind of saw people do it. I mean, um, yeah, like I kind of like realized that, you know, even in a gig economy, I mean, I feel like for me, like, and many people in my generation it is a gig economy like i'm not going to get a job the way you know my parents generation did it's like i'm going to go work for the company they're going to take care of me my whole life mm. doesn't happen anymore no that's kind of sad like you know <laughs> and, and like i, I kind of wear this whole like yeah i'm doing it all like uh get up because it's like i, I you know in many ways i have to because like i'm not going to put my guard down and just like 
no company's going to come take care of me. Like, even if I decided to go get a job and follow like a cut clean, like routine, that's just not what they're hiring for right now. I mean, maybe some places are, there's a lot of people hiring, looking for good people. I'll say that and finding good people is very hard to do. Do you know what? I, I am on all of these different, you know, surveying Facebook pages and the amount of comments that go up there about trying to find decent people not even just decent surveyors but you know if they can survey they might <laughs> still might be assholes <laughs> whatever yeah. but finding no. decent people who have the right values and morals and all that kind of stuff and and care about what they they're doing in their careers it's just it, it is it's weird it's very weird i feel some of it's a weird post pandemic vibe um and i had hired i had um you know i had some people on um you know i have like six people that like you know come and go on on a few different Mm -hmm. projects um you know and i had like you know one or two people that like you know are doing more stuff and here i am i putting them on the spot but i'm like i feel that you know a lot of people even that were like perspective for bringing on um in this in this age is just like they are not I think maybe it's because they don't ever expect to go work for a company that's going to go take care of them. And just like me, I have to be all like, yeah, now I'm not going to pull nothing over on me, but like no one's like, you know, really dedicated to what they are doing. I feel Mm. so um, Mm. just not involving themselves a hundred percent. And I'm like, Hey, like, you know, there's no reason to make it more work for yourself. If you, you know, if this task is done, if this thing that's happening is done, believe me, I have endless things that need to be done. Yeah. But I feel like some people want to make more work for themselves. I'm like, ah, like I wish someone would come (laughs) and like, you know, the heart that I put into things that I shouldn't have a long time ago. And maybe that's also why people learned a lesson or saw people learn a lesson about what happens when you put your heart too hard into things. So maybe people are reluctant. And I think that's, uh, you know, self-reflected in some ways maybe, but I think the best way to um you know to overcome this is be the best you can be you know <laughs> that's good i don't that's know good saying. No, it's, no. i'm confident in it i'm confident in it so mm. i just know that if i if i you know if i do what i want and like you know i want to see in this world if i if i conduct my business the way that i would want other people to be doing business then i'll, I'll be all right yep i agree most definitely uh okay what's your guilty <laughs> pleasure uh, this week, gummy worms, sour gummy worms. <laughs> it's on my mind. I'm sorry. It's like on my yes. mind right now. All right, cool. How do you relax? I don't. Um, <laughs> you need to. <laughs> I do. Um, I, I do need to, and I do sometimes. Um, uh, you know, definitely, I, I mean, I'm going to say travel again. Sometimes it's just like mm. take a breath and look at my surroundings and, and really gauge it in and and usually I do end up recycling whatever journey I end up like, I'm going to go on a walk. And somehow I come back with like five business ideas and I met like six people and I'm like, whoa, I learned about this or like, you know, the history <laughs> for this area is this. It's like, can't you just turn your brain off and like, look at the flowers? No. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, <laughs> not built that way. <laughs> no, it sounds boring. Uh, but yeah, now relaxing, I think is just, um, I do like music. I do like, you mm. know, just to taking the world around me even if I've seen this area a million times I just try to like look at stuff I'm like what is that why is that here what's the story of it being there how long it's been there inquisitive 
Yes. Yeah. All right. How? Okay. Funny questions. <laughs> All right. Uh, would you rather have a get out of jail card or a key that opens any door? Key that opens any door that could get out of jail. Of course. It's uh, it's funny how people answer these questions. It um, really makes you get out of jail card. Oh man. <laughs> If you see a puddle on the ground, do you walk around it, jump over it, or jump in it? Depends what shoes I'm wearing. Oh, <laughs> forget about the shoes. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll drive through it. If there's a big yeah. puddle, I think I could drive through it. Uh, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Uh, X-ray vision. Oh, cool. It would go well with the scanning. It would. Go good with a LIDAR, X-ray and LIDAR, why not? You'd be in your element then. <laughs> and looking at people, looking at butts. <laughs> I see your butt. <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> We're having fun. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Um, what would be the title of your memoir? Uh, what happened? Yeah, no, maybe. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What happened is a good one for a memoir. Um, like that. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't. I don't even know. I'd have to have. It would have to probably be like, um, like a, like a, a. What's a word for a collection of books? I like a category memoir. I should start doing a memoir in categories. It'd be like. Whenever you think of something in these six categories, write it down, okay? And I'll be like, all right. Here's like, you know, six memoirs you can buy. You nice. can pre-order it right now. There you go. For, uh, you know, six books, $600. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you, know, you know, 20% goes to um, this is podcast, to Binding Boundaries. There you go. <laughs> oh, that would be, oh, I was going to say that would be my first payment, but no, I've had one payment in my whole time. <laughs> oh, no. Well, we got we to gotta up that. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. Um, at a party, where would someone find you? Uh, in the back, um, my hat down and some shades on. Uh, <laughs> I won't have a drink in my hand, but I'm something bubbly. Um, not usually like um, yeah, usually on the outskirts, like not yep. in the center of it, but like watching everything that's going on on the outside. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's usually what I got going on. Nice. Would you make the same choices again if you had a do-over? Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I didn't make some of the choices that I'd made, like I would not, I would not you be, wouldn't be all where right. You are. I, don't think, I don't think I'd be all right. I don't think I'd be anywhere. Mm. You know, I definitely uh, stepped out of some things. So that's definitely a blessing, you know, and I've told, I've told people too, that are like, you know, stuck in, in places or stuck in relationships or stuck trying to change people. I see so many people, so many young women doing, I'll talk on that topic mm-hmm. and like, you know, for everything that I ever like was like, yo, like I was trying to do better with someone. I was trying to make sure someone was okay or something. I had to make sure myself was okay. Like, you know, I don't know if all of them ever were got better, but I did. Mm-hmm. So it was up. I wouldn't do anything different. Which, which, <laughs> yep, yep, which is a massive positive, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. On that note, we have some quick shots to do, and then we're done. So, all, all right. you got to tell me is whether 
it's hot or cold, you like it, you don't like it, and, yeah, we'll go from that. So tea or coffee? Tea. Tea? Oh, I love tea too. Tea. Cat or dog? Dog. Uh, Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Not a morning person, sunrise. Summer or winter? Summer. Mm. Roller coasters, do you love or hate them? Love them. Oh, nice. <laughs> Three items you'd take to a desert island? Uh, boat, uh, <laughs> lighter, probably a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite song <laughs> or artist? Uh, Grateful Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favourite of their songs? Um, it changes from time to time. I really do like Mississippi up, um, um, Mississippi half step. Um, and then, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like that one. I've been thinking Monkey and the Engineer a lot lately because that's a fun song. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, favorite book? <sighs> do you read much? Um, you know, I definitely taken more to like, never, like I never read much, um, uh, fiction. Um, mm-hmm. but there was a few that I read. I definitely was. I just read the manual. I was going to say the Haynes manual for my child. Well, well, I was going <laughs> to, I was going to say it can be any kind of book, <laughs> right? I mean, definitely it's going to be some sort of information or manual yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think the, the last book I read was like, the story of all things or something like that and it was like definitely a long time ago like last <laughs> fiction story i read so um introvert or extrovert extrovert extrovert, extrovert. i guess i mean yeah <laughs> i could say introvert but if it wasn't like it's like kind of almost like i've heard people describe it as where you get your recharge and like I'm definitely all up in my head thinking of a million things all the time. But like, I think like I go over the same old tracks. If I don't get any sort of external output, like it kind of spirals over the same stuff over and over again. Yep. It's like, I was like, you know, Tay's been talking about the same thing for weeks. She needs to get <laughs> out. Like, yeah. Okay. I come back and like, yeah, why have you been stuck on this one topic since you went and did that thing? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So yep. Know yeah, variety. You gotta, gotta get it around me. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Is your glass half full or half empty? Uh, it's half full. It's not overflowing. No, it's, <laughs> it's not overflowing right now. Uh, it will be again. It will be. Um, it will be. will be again, um, but definitely full. Mm, nice. Uh, one thing you'd never do again. Oh, um, <laughs> mm. one thing I'd never do again. Hmm. I feel like a lot of those are like, uh, that people get away with some things. Like, you know, a lot of those, like, and that's kind of like really broad. Like, I can think of that, like, oh, yeah, never happening again. Yeah. It's just like type yeah. of business. It's like just more type of like business scenarios and like, you know, arrangements that like I know better from. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're more directed at like, <laughs> they're more like, I'm never dealing with that person again. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad thing to, to, uh, 
to do. <laughs> it's hard to make that decision sometimes. It's hard mm-hmm. to realize when it has to happen sometimes. So yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Uh, if you had a warning label, what would it be? Uh, warning, uh, please provide specific prompts. <laughs> Not to you, for anybody. <laughs> warning, maybe go off the tracks. Yeah. Warning, warning, prepare for about answer. Yeah. Just warning. <laughs> um, who knows you best? Mm. Me, myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite subject in school? Math. Oh, was it? Oh, hell yeah. I love math. Mm. I love geometry. I love algebra. Algebra is so much fun. <laughs> love algebra. God, you should have been a surveyor. <laughs> yeah, right? I Seriously. <laughs> I can still do it, but, like, <laughs> I'll just have to take the time to go do it again. Yeah. Yeah. To test. Mm. And just... Favorite food? Uh, sushi or mac and cheese. Mm. I had I had the New Year's resolution. Mac yeah. And I'm really bad at this one question. Yeah, I got to stop no. with mac and cheese. That's bad for you. <laughs> what the packet mac and cheese or <laughs> any of it you know you can find it in nine spots in the supermarket oh really yeah they got it in the freezer they got it in the deli they got it on the shelf in like a box they got it yeah. on the shelf in a cup they, <laughs> <laughs> they have it in the side dishes in the deli uh in the last spots they got it got be easy on it wow <laughs> I don't think it's that big over here. I don't think it's that big over here. Uh, Favorite drink? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Coca Cola. Mm. Is that terrible? I I like it. No, or cream soda. Cream soda. Cream soda. Cream soda. So is, okay, cream soda or creaming soda? Cream soda. Okay, is it okay? What's the other one? Well, we call it creaming soda over here. Oh, I don't know. Is yeah, it, no, we have it's the pink soda. drink? Is it pink? No, they, oh, it's funny because I have seen the pink cream soda. Um, actually, this place that has really good, good green chilies in New Mexico. And someone's like, that's the thing. But like, I've only seen it that one place, but it's cream flavored, right? Well, I don't know. I don't really drink it. Different things here. Yeah, that's so. I'm gonna have to try it when I come over. <laughs> yeah, that or New York City egg cream. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Uh, what's your pet peeve? Um, caps without bottles and bottles without caps. <laughs> where where does that happen? <laughs> when people leave like a, a drink with like a or even oh. like a jar. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a cap sitting around. I'm like, there's a jar somewhere that doesn't have a lid on it. <laughs> I someone's gonna spill something. Where is it? <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Would you want to win the lottery or have the perfect job? Yeah, the perfect job because that's really undefined. And I feel like I'd probably do like better than the lottery with the perfect job. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a job, but like if it's like 
really totally perfect. It's really just like a really wonderful like administrator that knows how to harness all of my superpowers and like <laughs> I, I don't know I don't, I don't know what the perfect job is, but like if it's something that like I feel like I feel better than the than the lottery, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. Um, what's your biggest fear? Uh, biggest fear, biggest fear. Um, I don't know. People usually use that against me. I, like whatever it is, I, I said my brain not to say it. No one, um, but like no. Nah, <laughs> um, okay, well we we'll go. We'll we'll scratch that one then. <laughs> don't tell people your favorites or your fears because they'll use it to play with you. But like, I, hopefully, I don't have to like exist in that world anymore. Yeah. But, I actually haven't heard that for a while, but it's true, isn't yeah. it? It is so true. Yeah, people will use these as like a carrot to dangle in front of you yes. or like a spook, you know. Yes, favourite sport? Hockey. Ah. Did you yeah. used to play? In the street. Okay. Yeah, we definitely played street hockey. Nice. In Jersey growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Morning or night person? Night. Yeah. So am I. Proudest moment? proudest moment oh man i don't know i mean lately i've been really proud about um you know making this deal happen honestly yeah, for sure because i was like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna have my own dealership mm-hmm. i'm gonna like you know have this and like really have full command over over like what's going on and not like you know do all this work for someone else's gain like you know mm. no like this is my operation so yeah, getting this last deal has been very proud. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I know when you sent me the message, I could go, I could go. Oh yes, that's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's been happening. Yay. Made it happen. Yes, exactly. over a year in the works to like mm. hammer out the details. Oh, it's all worth it in the end. Uh, dream car. Dream car. Oh man, I was driving it though. No, not quite. I definitely need something like faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I ordered the cyber truck, but I think that's only a dream. Where Tesla, where's my cyber truck? Is this yeah. a dream? That's my dream car. Wow, well, that can be that's that can be your dream car. What's your favorite Perhaps. color? <laughs> um, uh, by default, purple. Oh, why by default? Because it changes kind of a lot of the time. Um, and like that's just been like a you know a stock answer to that question because yeah. <laughs> i usually use purple but like i have all sorts of moods where I like other colors and stuff but yeah, like gotcha and sometimes gotcha. i'll be like oh i really actually didn't like that color but i never <laughs> feel that way about purple like purple's always all right yeah gotcha uh on a scale of one to ten how cool are you go on say it <laughs> 11 yes <laughs> nice what Everyone i want to hear. 11 right no 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 what no i have threes oh, oh dang yeah whoa yeah nah, i'm cool as a cucumber <laughs> <laughs> uh, apple or android <sighs> only for mobile devices apple mm-hmm. and lastly what star sign are you scorpio oh really yeah yeah interesting all right well that's it we're done i appreciate that that's so much fun like um, a little bit all over the place and uh Ah, thank you for definitely um 
capturing, I guess, like all of my emotions after, uh, you know, 11 p.m., 12 p.m. I know, it's very late. <laughs> but, but, but also, you know, all of the, no, no, you caught all, all, um, all angles of it, you know, the whole, uh, the whole variety, but then also really, um, I guess, uh, explaining where I am and, and giving me a platform to like, you know, kind of place where I'm at at this moment. So. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate cool. it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And then, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing you online a bunch more. And if we cross paths, uh, you know, mm. I decided the world, that'd be great. And yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully I'll have more content up soon. Cause I've not been posting. People no. think I'm gone. No, I'm not going. No. Cool. For well, sure. Take care. All right. Thanks so much. See you, Tay. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Defining Boundaries. Stay tuned in a fortnight for another great guest. Defining Boundaries with Peter Cox. Peter Cox.